0: You're listening to Security Speaking, the SSI podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to SSI Security Speaking, the online video program featuring industry leaders and focused on the security, business, and technology issues that matter most. I'm Scott Goldfein, Editor-in-Chief and Associate Publisher of Security Sales and Integration. Thank you very much for tuning in and spending your time with us. Recruiting, retaining, and setting capable young people on a career path have long been top challenges for the electronic security industry. That situation has been further magnified by today's intensified competition and the need for people adept at both soft skills and advanced technologies. When such individuals are brought aboard How do they get the knowledge and guidance to achieve long-term success? A couple of years ago, the Electronic Security Association stepped up to fill that need with its mentorship program, a structured year-long regimen connecting those looking for guidance and growth with others who have committed to sharing their experience and perspective. The past two years, SSI has uh, spotlighted participants in its February issue to promote the grooming of security professionals. One of the mentor-mentee pairs is with me today to discuss this important program. Guys, thanks for joining me. We've hey, welcome Greg to be here. And, excellent. We've got Greg and Chris and um, coming to us from different parts of the country. And I'd like to start off by uh, Greg just having you introduce yourself and give a real brief background on your security uh, experience. Yes,
0: yeah, so my name is Greg Simmons, um, one of the owners of Eagle Century in Las Vegas, Nevada i uh, been in the industry uh, for 30 years, um, all with the same company, and um, I uh, uh, have been done everything from uh, being a central station operator uh, in our central station when I started in college, um, all the way through sales, upper management, and, and ownership. And uh, I'm the immediate past president of the Nevada Security Association. Uh, sat on the board of the uh, Electronic Security Association and uh, proud to be part of um, the their mentorship program, uh, which we're talking about today. Excellent. Thank you. Chris, what's your background?
2: Well, I've been in the alarm industry not quite 30 years, but 29 years. I got in in the oh, late man. 90s and uh, started out with an ADT dealership. A friend of mine's dad owned the company, so I didn't really get a chance to... Uh, kind of goof off like a 19 year old would. It wasn't so much that you'd get ridden up, you would kind of get uh, talked to a little different, but got out of the alarm industry in the mid 2000s for the mortgage industry, stepped out. Then I came back in around 2007, back as just an installation technician. I was with a small monotronics dealer, worked my way up and uh, now I'm with Security Force. Been here since 2009 and the general manager for them and Again, like Greg, I've held many positions um, in the alarm industry, all the way from technician to even secretary answering the phone, uh, salesperson, and even janitor on some days. But um, there is a part of what I do that um, is like Greg, I also sit on the North Carolina board. I'm an area director for the North Carolina Electronic Security Association.
1: Excellent. And Chris, your last name is Nobling. I don't think we mentioned that, so I want to get the full name in there. Um, so guys, how did you, uh, first become aware of the mentorship program? Um, Greg,
0: uh, for me, it was, um, obviously being active in the industry, um, at the, uh, ESA's leadership summit, um, and working with, uh, George DeMarco who runs ESX, um, you know, brought it to my attention. Uh, thought that there might be a good fit there, and they were exactly right. It's been uh, an enjoyable two years um, being part of the program.
1: What about you, Chris? How did you find out about it?
2: Uh, For me, the same thing, just being involved uh, in the industry, and uh, Robert Few actually approached uh, Ralph Gregory, the owner of Security Force, and asked if uh, he knew anybody that might be interested, and we thought it would be a a good fit to try to, uh, you know, any perspective you can gain, and knowledge that we can get only helps to make us all of us better.
1: Well, and you answered some of my next question, but I'll throw it back uh, to Greg to talk about, you know, why did you decide to participate?
0: Um, you know, there, there were many reasons, um, but I think probably the most important was, for me, um, I've gotten to a point in my career where uh, the knowledge that I have, I, I I want to give back. I've been giving back into the to the industry in in many ways, but this was a more direct way um, for me to uh, help someone else, and then really, um, you know, gain perspective for myself. I uh, when you get into to upper management and ownership, you sometimes sometimes become a little disconnected from let's say the now, and so someone who's heavily involved in um, you know, advancing their career, uh, I thought I could learn a lot from it too, which uh, which I did.
1: Chris, in a nutshell, uh, what was involved in
0: participating?
2: In a nutshell, really just uh, an open mind and an open heart and uh, looking to try to figure out how to make yourself better. For me, that was the biggest part of it. There's a small time commitment, but really just uh, a willingness to be open to learning and um, and applying some stuff that you hear from somebody else who's got a lot more experience in some of the areas that you're looking to go towards.
1: And was there sort of a minimum set, you know, in terms of how often you would connect with one another?
2: There was, and I, I think we probably, you know, it was a minimum, but I think that we probably spoke more than that throughout the time frame. It was a couple times a month we would connect with each other and talk about the uh, the books that were part of the reading and the program that we were on.
1: So, how did the experience work out, Greg? And how did it com- compare to you know what you expect or thought it might be like?
0: Well, interestingly enough, I you know the the curriculum and the things we follow, such as reading uh, these books and being able to discuss the books, that was expected um, because it was laid out that way. What was unexpected was the the relationship you develop with uh, the mentee, and, you know, we, we became friends. We, we were able to talk about a lot of other things outside of just what the, the program um, suggested, and I think that was good because, we you know, in life and work, um, they intertwine. And so I think a better understanding that we had uh, for each other outside of work with family and, and, and friends and the things that we're involved with outside of work, um, actually strengthened uh, the way we were able to go through the program um, and then to the culmination of graduation. I think we, we went quite a bit further than the program sets out. And, and for me, that was unexpected and, and really one of the great things that came out of it, personally.
1: Chris, do you echo that? Do you have anything to add to uh, that experience?
2: No, I would absolutely, uh, hundred percent echo that. That's, uh, for me, it was, uh, again, a very unexpected byproduct to, uh, get to share with somebody on a, again, on a, on a personal level. Cause who I, I firmly believe in leadership, who you are as a person kind of dictates the leadership style that you have. And, um, uh, just being able to, you know, talk about things that you do have going on and different life experiences and how those things play into work. Um, yeah, that really developed a different side of what I was expecting from the from the program.
1: Did you find that you had uh, similar temperaments that, that worked well together, or maybe they were different, so they were complementary, or what?
2: Um, I would say that we're both probably pretty laid-back people. We both uh, enjoy having a good time. I, I would say that we're pretty complementary as far as that goes. Uh, just, you know, the, the events that we were at, hanging out, and uh, just the time we spent together was... I mean, it was pretty, you know, there was a lot of cohesion between the two of us.
1: Chris, what would you say are some of the takeaways that you got as benefits out of participation?
2: Uh, for me, you know, the biggest takeaway was just, I I feel like seeing uh, a guy who started pretty much the same way that I started in the industry. Um, and then looking at kind of the trajectory and the career path and the things that he did to get himself to where he's at. Um, kind of helped me to understand and and look and approach kind of the goals that I have for myself personally. Um, A big thing that I took away from them was proper goal setting. We did discuss that a lot, um, not just professionally, but personally. And uh, I think that, you know, understanding that from somebody who has set goals and achieved goals uh, to somebody who's seeing the need that they need to set goals and achieve goals uh, really kind of changes things. For me, it did.
1: And Greg, you got some takeaways uh, too. It sounds like, even though maybe you weren't expecting it.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, one, I learned I learned a bit about um, the way we're we're focusing on the industry now. I think some of us that have been around, you know, for for quite some time, you get kind of stuck in your ways, and you want to know what this next generation of leaders uh, is is you know, how they're going about the business, the type of things that, um, you know, the type of challenges, uh, the type of things as the industry's changing, and it's changed dramatically. So for me, I learned some things about what, um, you know, new leaders uh, are focusing on, which is a little different from what maybe we focused on. Um, you know, the other thing uh, is that hindsight's twenty twenty, 20 and what's cool about being a mentor is that you, you? You ever? We all have failures. We all have things that we would have changed if we could go back in time. The cool thing about that is when you have a mentee, you almost can, can go back in time for them um, and say, "Listen, here's something I wouldn't have done again. Here's something that uh, that I learned from unfortunately a bad experience, and then that can really help uh, them not go through that. Uh, so I think." For me, uh, that's a great thing about being a mentor is talking about the mistakes and the mentee potentially, you know, not making it.
1: What about mentoring in in general? I mean, um, obviously there's potential, great potential value in it. Um, What would you tell companies to encourage them to make sure that they either have an internal mentoring program or do something externally?
0: Greg so you know one of the reasons I would recommend it highly and trying to encourage younger people in in our organization to go through it is um, we kind of live in our own bubble and every company is different every person is different you have different experiences depending on you know the market you're in uh, you know the, the, the part of the country you're in and so when you're able to step outside of that and to get somebody else's perspective, I mean, we all have different temperaments, talents, and convictions, and um, and that's one of the great things about it is that when you're learning from your organization, you're learning a set way that this this company has developed. When you can go and talk to someone in a different organization, there's different things that they that they do, different ways they do things, and to have that perspective, uh, I think is is massively valuable. Chris,
1: looking a little bigger picture, what aspects of the security industry today do you think young people would find appealing and fulfilling to be attracted to it?
2: You know, the industry as a whole right now, even not just young people, but I think young people especially would enjoy Uh, The integration of everything into the alarm system, the way that all of your home ties together and works with the alarm system now. I mean, the security system that we used to sell was focused on one thing, and now we're selling uh, what we try to call a home management system. So it's not so much just about home security, but it's how you manage your home and what you do with everything in your home. So the exciting part of that is watching the way that you can um, you know you can handle your house and have a handle on what's going on there without any part of you having to connect yourself to anything um, so it's for young people to be able to see that um, technology drives safety and several other things that all develop a peace of mind that we used to provide back with uh, a wire system three doors in a motion. Um, just seeing how that ties together now and how you can control so many more things and make your life a lot simpler um, with the technology and then using it and learning it and understanding it. I think that that's massively appealing as compared to how, when I came along, there was only one thing we focused on.
1: Mm -hmm. Continuing with that line of thought, Greg, what do you think um, the industry can do to attract more young talent and, and people in general to this industry?
0: Well, you know, we think of that on a daily basis here. Um, we have a pretty young group of people um, that, that make things happen here at, at Eagle Century. And um, what, we, what we've what we realized is we're really no longer security and, and home automation companies. We're, we're IT companies that happen to be in the IT uh, world with security and and audio visual and automation systems so we are focusing on the youth from IT programs like we work with a local um, high school here in Las Vegas called SECTA um, it's basically a vocational school and they have a really good IT program we're finding that um, the youth that's coming out of this program they're coming out ready um they they understand the importance of, of work. You know, we have a we really have a job. Um, it, it's challenging filling positions in this day and age. So it's refreshing to see these schools that are are um, training uh, young people. You know, to 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 start in the IT world because that leads to basically everything else uh, when it when it comes to any industry. And I like that. So we're going into that. Um, that pool of, of kids that are coming out of these programs and then we're training them on the things we do that are it based. And, and that, uh, is, is a, a way we're going about it.
1: Mm-hmm. Chris, what advice would you give to young people, you know, to succeed in the security industry today?
2: Uh, the, the advice that I would give them is to just have a, have an open mind and, you know, work hard. Um, You know, this industry was developed on uh, the backs of a lot of people that worked very hard um, to get the industry to where it is today. But as it continues to develop, that work and that work ethic is what um, has brought all of us to where we are in our careers and the companies to where they are. But uh, the only encouragement that I could offer would just be that, you know, uh, to push through and just make sure that you see the bigger picture and um, really understand that in this industry, everything that we do makes a difference in the people's lives that we touch.
1: Absolutely. Last question for both of you. Is the future of the industry in good hands? Why or why not? Let's start with Greg.
0: Uh, if you could repeat that, I if the connection went out for a second there.
1: Sure. The question is, is the future of our industry in good hands? Why or why not?
0: Yeah, my perspective, I think it's in in really good hands. I I think that um, this new generation that um, really has fundamentally completely been brought up differently um, in the digital world, uh, in this world of of advanced communication, things are faster. um, We can react to things faster and um, you know, this next generation has, has the tools, uh, to, I think, you know, be more successful, provide better customer service. Um, you know, there's a lot of great ideas that are are coming that I think have changed this industry dramatically in the last several years. Uh, and it's really refreshing because I kind of felt like there was some stagnancy in, in the industry for, for a period of time and that's all changing. Uh, and this new generation is, is really taking the ball and, and running with it, and I've seen that through this program, not only with Chris, who was my mentee, but all the other mentees that were part of the program. Uh, the conversations at our events were really good and made me feel good about you know, the industry. I, also, the other thing that, that we do in, in the ESA and in my case with the Nevada Security Association is the scholarship program uh, for children of first responders, um, I've sat on uh, this scholarship committee for quite some time, and reading the essays of, of the, the kids that are, are coming out into the work um, makes you excited about the future. And
1: uh, Chris, what do you say? Is the industry in, in good hands for the future? Why or why not?
2: I definitely think we're in good hands, and the reason being is, as you look at the industry now, just like Greg said, I I, I feel like we had reached a place of complacency as well, Um, but the development of emerging technologies and the way that everything is tying together gives this next generation so many different avenues in this industry to be successful. Um, You have so many different things that you can focus on, and this generation of people really try to find a niche and then try to work at it through that angle that they're looking for. um, You're not stuck with just one avenue to be successful in our industry. We've developed and we've diversified what we have to offer as an industry. So I feel like as that continues and in the information age, uh, just like Greg said, you know, everything is based off of how fast you know something. And this generation that's upon us right now, this next generation, was brought up and raised in that. And with that being kind of the, the future of where we're looking, I, I'd say we've got nowhere to go, but the sky Sky's the limit or the ceiling is the roof, as Michael Jordan would say.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Well, with that, nothing like closing on a positive and optimistic note. So uh, it's time to wrap up this edition of Security Speaking. For more information on ESA's mentorship program, visit ESAweb.org forward slash mentorship. I want to again thank my guests, Greg Simmons and Chris Nobling, as well as viewers for tuning in. Be sure to look for other upcoming Security Speaking episodes. Until then, this is Scott Goldfine saying, have a safe and secure day.